Well, hello there. This is uh, episode 41 of the Water and Stone Church podcast. My name is Dieter Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I'm Jenny Randolph. Welcome once again. Yeah, as we uh, gather around, I'm just, you can probably hear that I'm even more chipper than I normally am, and it's not because the coffee has finally kicked in. It's because it's actually starting to feel like autumn here in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Couldn't be happier about that. I think summer, there's a there's a, a meteorologist that we follow on Facebook, Paul Delgado from Channel 13 or whatever, and uh, he said summer is officially over. And I know, and there was a there was a round of applause throughout the house, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the, ob- the opposite Obi-Wan effect where it's like, I just heard millions of people crying out, but this time in triumph all right? at once. Yeah, yeah it was exactly. a big deal here sorrow. in Florida. Yeah. How funny. And those of you listening up north, I'm sure it's not a thing for you. Your People are already wearing sweaters and stuff I see in people's Instagram and social media posts, but you don't understand. It's, it's, the, it's, this is a beautiful thing and we are just absolutely thrilled. Yeah, it's really great. And it was perfect weather um, for our picnic last week. Yeah, right. We had our church picnic at the beach. It was really great. Um, just a just a few hours together, but it really felt like we were building our tribe, and we felt like just, it felt like family. It right? really did, and yeah. it was just nice to hang out with people that you like. I know that that's <laughs> I know you know I know that sounds funny, but it, it's every once in a while. I think a lot of times in life, when we go to work or there's even even family obligations you know sometimes you're required to hang out with people that you don't like and I have to say I just adore everyone um that that was at the picnic it was great well we call it family of choice Mm -hmm. you know and I think that in a culture that is increasingly bad at work-life balance I think that we have our culture is has not been this terrible at that since the industrial revolution and so a lot of people's social stuff is, oh, we went for the team bonding ropes course slash laser tag slash bowling party. And it, you know, my fun is wacky Hawaiian shirt Fridays at the office or whatever. There is such a blur mm-hmm. between, you know, normal life and other things. And it's really kind of a, it's something that I think we need to grow through. And uh, we talked a few uh, episodes ago about how history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. And I think it's really interesting that that a lot of stuff happened in the religious world at during the Industrial Revolution where people were deciding, you know what, I am worth something. I'm not just a, a part of the machine. And great things happen. And I think we're back to that place where that sort of a claim needs to be made. So it's exciting to take a moment and put just put a stake in the ground or in the sand and go, no, you know what? I'm going to just choose to be with people that are celebrating the same kind of victories and just be part of this family of choice. So gorgeous. It was a gorgeous day. We flew kites. We threw frisbees. The sun went down and we applauded. It was huge. Yeah, huge. it was It was really great. It was really awesome. And like I said, I like packing picnic food anyway. <laughs> You're good at um, it. <laughs> you know, so so it was, it was just nice. I made a whole bunch of cookies. I made a vegan, quote unquote, chicken salad. And it that was, was awesome. It was yummy. And I think that I'm, I'm going to maybe share that recipe um, later on, maybe at the beginning of next year or something like that on, 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 your show. on, on the show. But, but I think that uh, it was just really, really nice. And it was also very cool because a few days before our picnic was our church's monthly service opportunity where we actually go out into the, our neighborhood and try to serve an organization that's doing some good out there. And this month it was, well, this month for our church is all about the animals. So we have, you know, raised some funds for the um, hurricane dogs and cats that were abandoned. We actually are making, this coming Sunday, we're making toys for new pet owners. Right. And, but we, at the time that we went out to uh, actually go out into our neighborhood, we worked with the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. And it was just really amazing. It was three hours of just getting to play with puppy dogs while they cleaned everything. I was like, I'm going to do this every week. It right? was amazing. It, I, it was I didn't so get to go great. with you because I was doing the day job stuff. But I got to tell you, it looked so much, looked like so much fun. The, go find our Facebook page. You can see some pictures of some of our Water and Stone folks being there with the puppies and all that. I'm so proud of this church family. 
am so proud of you guys for going. Yeah. Like I said, you got to play with dogs. It's oh, I know. Like it were... was, we got to bathe a couple of yeah. them. We got to play with them. It was, it was really, really neat. It was, I, and I want to, of course, want to take all of them home, but I have to say. <laughs> I was sweating it a little bit. I, know, I was worried I know, you'd come home I with know. some puppies. And there I was one. Rocky, Rocky almost came home, but the only thing, <laughs> God knew what he was doing because the only thing that really saved me from, from bringing Rocky home with me um, was that we worked um, at their intake facility. They actually see 30 to 50 dogs a day. Well, animals, not not just dogs, but animals Probably a day. Probably mostly dogs. So that they're being processed. Sure. And um, so some of them have medical problems. Some of them have been... Um, surrendered, or, you know. I or bet some of them abandoned. have seen some bad stuff. And, and yeah. yeah, and there's there's some there's some um, there's some tough stories, yeah. you know, when you go there. But you also know that now they're getting loved, and now they're in a safe space, and they're gonna find their forever home. But how gorgeous is it that it's like okay, that part of your journey is over now, and it's time to yeah, this, time to get some loving. You first and, step into a larger world, kind of a thing. And yeah. I, I hope that people feel some little piece of that when they come to church where it's like, it's not, you know, whatever, easy or hard, that part's over now. Yeah. And I love it that you guys were there for those puppies in that moment. I think that's super cool. Yeah, it was, it was but um, their intake that you cannot adopt um, because they're still in the process of kind of figuring out where the dogs are, what, you know, if they're safe, if they're, if they're healthy, healthy, if they're right, all that. So, yeah. so none of the dogs that we actually worked with that day were adoptable. So I think again, the Lord knew what He was doing because <laughs> I, I I couldn't have taken them. You don't want to be a transitional to. dog mom, you know. You got They got <laughs> well, but a lot of them do. They the, some of them were getting ready to go to foster homes. There's a lot of foster homes because what they do is because Humane Society is a no kill. They will go around to the shelters that are kill shelters, and they will get they will pick up all of the dogs wow. that are getting ready to be killed. I didn't killed. know that. That's mm-hmm. super. cool. And that's part of their intake, and then they get them ready, healthy. And then they they have an extensive. I think she told me like sixty homes in the area that foster animals. Um, so they'll call and see if their foster parents can take more animals until they're ready to be adopted. And so it is just a it's a it's an amazing organization. They do so much good, and I was I was tremendously grateful to go and serve. And I got to play with dogs for three hours. Well, I, mean, I got to tell like, you, hello. you know, if you're anywhere around, it's a win win. Yeah, right. If you're anywhere around St. Petersburg, Florida the finest city on the face of the earth. We're always doing something to try to make a difference in the community. But if you're listening from someplace else, and our our stats show that people are listening to this all over the world, go find, which is just so rad. I just said rad. It it's was, all right. It's really it's all right. cool. We I went you. back to the 80s. It's all right. Hey, we dudes. Anyway, we it's you. amazing thing. You can see that I'm overwhelmed by it. But anyway, wherever you happen to be, there's stuff for you to do. There's a humane society or the equivalent somewhere near you. They are only too happy for you to go help. You're going to go get to play with puppies and help change. Uh, some of those animals have had pretty rough experiences. And you can be just a just a moment of love. It, it costs you a couple of hours of your time. A lot of places you work now will even exempt you. You know, it, they'll give you the time off and you don't even have to. It doesn't count against your vacation time or right. whatever. Go do a thing. You know, it, it is such a beautiful thing. And I got to say, I, this is soapbox time. I'm going to try to keep it quick. Here at Water and Stone, our mission is to go out into the world. Some churches, and we've talked about this, some churches, everything they do is designed to get you to come into the church. And of course, we want people to come. But our idea is we're going to go out into the world and try to make a difference. And so one of the ways that manifests is we're not going to have you do dog stuff or social action stuff in the church as much as we're going to go out and do it with somebody with an organization who already knows how to do it really well who's already yeah, set up we don't up. need to reinvent the wheel exactly we, we want to support the organizations that are already doing this thing i think very, that's very a well. really healthy model we're never I like it we're never going to build a soup kitchen but we're going to go serve at soup kitchens all over town sure as often as makes sense that's our model and so going out into the world, there's something really great about that. We feel like it mirrors what Jesus Christ was doing, all of that. But my point is, go out into the world. Don't wait for somebody else to extend the red carpet. There are organizations in your town that could use your help, and it's probably going to be an awesome day for you. Everybody wins. Yeah, it's really good. But along those along those lines, I've been, with the weather changing 
and, um, you know, working outside and even playing with, you know, the dogs <laughs> and being at the beach and everything. I just have to, I, I found, I, and I know that this is like kind of a weird segue, but I had to share it because it was on my list that I had to share this. <laughs> I found a couple of things that have made my life so much better. Well, you're an awesome husband. Well, number one. Number yes, one. Always, always number one. <laughs> wow. No, really. Um, oh. <laughs> but, but uh, no, but really. Back to let's, reality. But, yeah, let's, let's come, bring it back, bring it back. Um, no, the thing that I really um, have found that I have started to adore and I, I've been using it every single night is a lotion from Lush. <laughs> and if you have not experienced Lush, um, you need to. There's one, you know, just find find one. You can get the stuff online, but there's this lotion that's called Sleepy, and it's a it's a body lotion, and it has lavender in it, but it smells so so good. And I've been putting it on my hands and my arms and my legs right before I go to sleep at night because of the lavender, and it has. And like I said, it's called Sleepy. And you walked into the bedroom the other night and you're like, it smells like candy in here. And I'm like, yes, it does. <laughs> no, but it is, it makes your skin just, like I, like I said, I've been working outside a lot because the weather been, has been nice and, you know, we've been at the beach and again, you know, all kinds of different stuff. You know, in Florida, it's like, oh, wow, it's not oppressive. I can go outside. But also along with that means that you're outside, you have sun, you have sunscreen, you, you know, your skin needs a little bit more TLC, kind of with the changing of the seasons. And this lotion, you will, no, you will like super, super, super adore it. It's like one of my favorite things. I got to tell time. you, I, I really, as a, as a fella, I'm just not, I'm sorry to buy into the stereotype, but I have very little understanding of lotions and essential oils and all of that. I just don't. It's not, I'm not, that's not my thing. But I have to tell you that I adore that company, Lush, because oh, yeah. they do all kinds of social action stuff. If you go into the store, I mean, everything is like organic and fair trade and, you know, all the stuff that you want it to be. Yeah. But also, they a lot of their products, if you buy one, they certain amount goes to rainforest uh, regrowth and all of that sort of thing. But I have to tell you, I have a personal history with that company because the very first time I discovered them was – a decade ago, at least, I was on a business trip in San Francisco, and we didn't have a Lush here in Florida yet or anything. No, the chain anywhere. is really blown up. Yeah. But I found one in San Francisco, and I go in because I was going to buy you something as a souvenir, and everybody- And you did. You brought something back for me. I did, and everybody who worked there at Lush looked like San Francisco, you know, 100 yeah. piercings and weird tattoos, and it looked like we were. I was in Blade Runner, you know, is that kind of a vibe, and it was, you know, it was super cool, you know, but- what I have since discovered is, you know how like anytime you go into a Walmart, you, you know, first of all, don't shop at Walmart. I'm not saying that. You should not be shopping at Walmart. But you've everybody's been in one because it's Walmart. When you go in Walmart, it doesn't matter where you are. You could be at a Walmart in New York and you're in the South magically. Yeah, right? No matter yeah. what, you go into Walmart and there's a dude walking around with no shirt on. There's someone might be barbecuing in one of the aisles. It's it's a free for all. No matter We're changing a baby's diaper just yeah, right just, in the middle yeah. of everything. Everywhere yeah. when you're in Walmart, you're in the south even if you're not in the south. And I thought that was unique to the Walmart uh thing. But every time you go in a Lush, you're in San Francisco. Oh yeah, you, the Lush you at the are. mall over in Tampa, the next town over. All, it's the same people that oh, I would see in Union Square in San Francisco. There's something magical about it. So if you want, if you don't have time to go to the other side of the country, go on, find the local Lush near you. You'll be in San Francisco for a few moments. Enjoy that. Oh, but they have good stuff. But this is my, no, it really is my absolute, absolute favorite. And um, I'll uh, I'll post a picture on my Instagram so people can see kind of what, the, remember what the name is and everything, all, all that good stuff. But it is absolutely worth your time your effort your money um this lotion is been like i said it has become one of my new... <laughs> oh, you're scaring me now no it really has it really it has to it, it's it's become sort of a ritual for me now i really i really dig it it's very really nice, nice. all right as we dig in this is uh everybody hold tight you know this is one of those ones it we really try to make the podcast episodes, uh, the, the word is evergreen, where you could listen to it no matter what's going on. And 
and it doesn't matter in terms of what's in the news and stuff. But every once in a while, as you've heard, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, sometimes stuff comes out and we, we need to really look at it. And one of the things that's been top of mind and top of heart for us lately is um, what you've seen on Facebook, the Me Too posts. Yep. And can we, can we explain, just in case, it's possible that someone listening has, hasn't run into that. You probably have, but it's possible that you haven't. So how would you explain that to somebody, the Me Too thing? Well, the hashtag Me Too is basically sort of um, a, a post of solidarity mm-hmm. for women who have experienced any kind of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, any kind of unwanted attention in that area um, throughout their lifetime. Um, And I think it was basically calling attention to the idea that this is not something that just happens to, you know, a woman every now and then. Or just uh, the occasional woman. Right, the occasional woman that it really... A woman will experience unwanted attention, unwanted sexual attention um, or advancements from men um, multiple, multiple times in their lives. And I think it's so important to come to realization that it's not something that is just fly by night. It Again, it's not something that just happens occasionally. This happens every day it happens multiple times a day and i do think that it's something that as a society we really need to think about and it's something that we have to fix and it's something that's not okay the fact that the onslaught of the me too hashtag you know i mean it it crossed age boundary it crossed um race boundaries it crosses it crosses uh, so many things there's i mean over half the population has experienced some kind of traumatic experience that makes them afraid of living their life and that's not okay no i and i i gotta say that you know my my understanding is that you you post the a meet you don't even have to tell your story no because sometimes that's that's a scary thing Oh, yeah. And so if you just posted on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, just Me Too, or was it a hashtag as well? It's a hashtag, I saw yeah. both, it's, both Yeah, both, both. But the idea is that's all you had to say. And I got to tell you, I, you know, I grew up with pretty progressive parents. You know, we certainly didn't always see eye to eye, and it certainly wasn't always rosy. But I like to think that they had their heads screwed on right as far as the gender issues kind of stuff and so you know you pat yourself on the back a little bit about being fairly enlightened and i was aware to some degree that you know it's not just that nutty post that donna karen posted defending harvey weinstein where she's like well what were you wearing and it's not just i don't even want to give that any more time than that was enough right idiotic idiotic so so stupid and completely missing the point and and but whatever that's not what we're here to talk about right but what i mean is there's this idea that that oh well it's it's just if you're dressed in a certain way if you happen to be in a job that objectifies that like if you're let's say a stripper or something like that or if you work for tips there is a there is an encouragement to be a little bit flirty. Everybody's had a, you know, had that experience where their server at a restaurant was calling you sweetie and stuff like that. And it was like, I don't know you. What What do you do? You know, and I say there's been times when as a guy, you know, I've been in a restaurant or something like that. And it's like, I, what do you, I'm not, I'm not Dan, Daniel Craig here. Why are you flirty? You know, and so there's this misconception. First of all, all of that is horrible. But there's a misconception that that only happens under certain circumstances. And so I thought it was really refreshing and heartbreaking and everything else to see the avalanche of Me Too's come by. Well, and I I just want to, I want to bring this a little bit closer to home and um, just sort of, you know, my list of, part of the reason that you could, I could put Me Too on a social media post and and not have a 
a list to go or a story to go along with them is because I'm I'm 41 and I have a list as long as my arm of those moments of those moments throughout my life and even in the last couple of weeks I can you know and it was really funny because I don't think you and I had really discussed it. It had been going on for a couple of days. It had been in the news. We had see, both seen it. And I think we were getting ready to go on our walk one, one day this morning. And, and, um, and you came in and you said, hey, have you, have you posted me too? And I said, well, I haven't, I haven't yet. And you're like, well, well would you? And, or, or, have, you know, or do you have a story? And I think when I started to tell you all of the stuff that went on. I, gotta, I started to get angry. Yeah, I, I think that say. you were like, oh my God, you know, this, is, this has happened. But you know, to go back to the idea that um, it only happens in certain circumstances, that is complete BS. Because the times in my life that it has happened the most, it, it, it has been when I have been the most vulnerable or the most um, aloof or unaware. And even in the times, to be honest, when I have felt the most unattractive, one of the times that I can remember, I was coming back from leaving, um, my father was dying in the hospital. And I was I was flying back by myself from El Paso, Texas. I was in the Phoenix airport, waiting to get on another flight, bleary-eyed from no sleep, from crying, from worry. I was a, I was a shambles, I was a wreck. And it's just like, you know, this guy, you know, is is coming after me and and it's like no 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 do you see that do you you know and so but I was vulnerable and I think if you have sort of that predatory nature or or you're just an opportunist I think that you you can kind of maybe pick out women that are that are a little bit down and out um well one, I think it's don't you think that it's grooming behavior too where I it's think like, so, like like when you pick and and I told you the story of when I was um you know 14 15 years old again um flying I think we were um I was taking my younger sisters and my youngest brother my baby brother out to California to see their father and um you know I was I was helping to transport them um across the country and um you know, this guy started really hitting on my 12-year-old sister at the time. Wow. And I got loud. I got real loud. You? Yeah, I know. Surprising. But also, the thing is, is we were, it, it was a vulnerable, it was a vulnerable moment, you know. And here I was, you know, taking, you know, five, six, and a 12-year-old across the country from Florida to California. And, you know, but I had to get loud. And I think that if I had not had that personality... Um, of what could have happened. Yeah. So, so there's, like I said, these are just a few of the, it, it happened, we were at the beach a couple of weeks ago and I had to call you over. Um, and this is something that I want, and, and again, bring it close to home and I want to, I don't want to, you know, just have this about the stories. I want to get down to the, the religion's responsibility to it. And I, I want to get down to the spiritual aspect of this and, and, and how we can help this. I, I sure. want to end this podcast, you know, obviously on, on an upswing, but let me just, let me just say this. And as, and as we talk, um, it was about two weeks ago, I guess. And it was, it was after sunset. It wasn't quite dark. It was dusk and you were washing your feet off and, and we had parked sort of in the middle of the parking lot. And I was just sort of walking my way over there you had the keys to the car so it wasn't open yet and there was a two guys in a truck and they circled and then they circled again and they kept you know kind of cat calling out the window and you know they would slow down as they came by and so I immediately sort of you know walked back by you and I said you need to and you're like what are you doing over here and I'm like oh you need to you need to walk with me because this guy is circled now two or three times and I'm watching all the other you know, people around me and everything like that, but had to go back to, couldn't stand there by myself, had to go back to you because it was the smart thing to do. And it was really interesting, your response. Not that you were mad at me. No. But but you said, you know, but you, you said to me, you're like, well, what, you know, what were you, you, you should have known better. What were you doing? Yeah, and I want to be really clear. I don't want this to come out the wrong no. way. I want to be really clear. I was not, it wasn't a matter of, silly woman no and it no. wasn't I, I want, and but, i didn't take it that no way. but it was my first thought was you shouldn't have walked over there by yourself because there are jerks over there right and and 
in that moment, it was such a nice little wake-up call to, sometimes you have a gut reaction and it just goes by. Sometimes it's really good to listen to what you're thinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> if that makes any sense, and go, think about how bad it stinks that the first thought is in a public parking lot, not well, yeah, in, you you know, not in well, like the yeah. South Bronx or something like that. Right. It, in, you know, in a tourist area, it's like, well, no, you shouldn't go over there. That's messed up. And I think that the there's a real power in going, we need to look at this. Right. And I was thinking about young Jenny in the airport getting loud. And I was thinking about the fact that the way that stuff gets fixed, and this is so obvious that I almost shouldn't have to say it, but clearly it does need to be said. The way that stuff gets fixed is by paying attention for a moment, by looking at it. And the Me Too thing should not be, either you should not use it as, oh, see, everyone needs to feel super bad about everything. Right. What ought to happen is take a look at this and acknowledge the fact that this is something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. This is something that we need to look at. And that's huge because so often in religion, there is what amounts to victim blaming. Yes. I think that the I think that the pattern is something like, well, if you're living a Christ-like life, things work out for you. Yeah. And so yes, but how dare you have a problem yeah. and don't bring it up. And and on top of that, in in more mainstream churches, it's how dare you upset the status quo. Obviously, there are certainly religious traditions that are super, super patriarchal, and so there's this idea that women are supposed to be something like property and so of course you know you want everybody to look at your new car so don't you like it when you know all of those awful obscene nasty things but even in a more progressive religious tradition like ours and like others like ours where the idea is no we're all we all get a seat at the same table and there's no difference however part of the problem is well don't don't speak up for these problems because you know it's that just makes it worse because you're drawing attention and you're making bad vibes or whatever yeah crazy yeah thing. or like attracts like what are you thinking about and p.s i don't put on makeup for anybody else but myself <laughs> and i don't wear the clothes that i wear for anybody else but myself and how dare you yeah. call my choices into question you know what back it up yeah let's, and, let's and i just in a world i get where so it's not, infuriated yeah. i really do and it's just like i don't care you know it, it but again it call it the thing is is there is an art um exhibit in new york and it's called what i was wearing and it it's a, i think I, I i'm not sure of the numbers but i think it's about a hundred or more um women have donated the outfits that they um were wearing when they were raped and Please, it, it doesn't make any sense. That excuse is old, it's tired, stop it. And again, it's not about what you're wearing, what you're saying, what you're thinking. If you're in a parking lot, I was standing by the car for crying out loud. You know, I didn't, I wasn't calling any attention to myself. I wasn't, I was, you know, I was thinking about the sunset that we just saw and I'm like oh what what kind of ice cream am I gonna have in a little bit when we get there you know I mean see that's what I'm always thinking about (laughs) but but really it's like come on and then you know to be to be yanked back into reality um it it sucks but but I think the way that we make it better is by again by standing up by getting loud by telling our stories, by not allowing it, and and by looking around, we were in, we were driving um, somewhere. Um, you and I were driving somewhere, and we saw there was a young woman. She was in her little, you know, compact car, and right up alongside her were um, huge pickup truck, like one of those. You it was know, like a, it was like it, a crew that it, had come from working on for, something. Yeah, so there were a couple exactly. of dudes. There was in like the- three guys. In, in the, the in the cab of the truck, and there were dudes in the back of the uh-huh. truck, and they were and they were rolling. They had rolled down their windows, and and she had her window down, just listening to her music, not bothering anybody. And they kept pulling up alongside her and everything. And I said, Dieter, we're following her because here's the thing: that when you're a woman alone, because you walk a very fine line of not wanting to piss them off or you know call any kind of uh, 
any kind of real anger to yourself. So, you know, I watched her roll up her window. I watched her, you know, slow down so that they could, so that they could pass. And I was like, Dieter, we're following her until, until these guys leave her alone. And I got so mad, you know, cause that could have been our daughter. That could have easily been Raina driving. And that sucks so much. Well, because it also, first of all, that doesn't ever happen the other if the genders were swapped. It no. does not happen. And say what you want, it doesn't happen. And the thing is, there are certainly guys in the world that would go, well, we were just trying to get her to smile or whatever. No, oh, that's, that's another not... thing. If a man ever tells me, oh, just smile, oh, them's fighting words. Oh, oh no, I will come. I will rise up so fast do not oh no but that's that's a topic for another time but just so you know if you're around me but understand just don't say it i i think that that it's important to understand that those behavior patterns come from the idea that that person is not entitled to the same level of humanity that you are yeah because it really stems not from seeing their personhood, if you want, but it stems from seeing them as an object or at best as something that's supposed to validate your existence. Because if I can get this lady to smile at me, to acknowledge me, to flirt with me, to whatever, then I must be worth something. And you see how messed up that is. Everybody knows that you can't walk around expecting other people to make you okay. That's super dysfunctional. But our culture is such that if a woman pays attention to you, then you're a little bit more like James Bond. You get the girl at the end like the hero does. And so now my job is to try and get the girl to pay attention to me. And obviously that goes down a very bad road very quickly, especially when you put it in the mix with all kinds of dumb, patriarchal, sexist, whatever ideas. So part of the way to short circuit that is to go, let us make sure that we're not doing anything along those lines. Pay attention to the words you say. Pay attention to the things that you pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You know, I it's so funny. I read, you know, like Esquire magazine and GQ magazine because I'm not a very stylish guy. I'm trying to get better about that. But also there's some good political stuff in there, whatever, whatever. But there'll be an interview with like Harrison Ford. And there'll be a picture of Harrison Ford in a suit by a sports car. And he's a cool guy. So it's a neat interview. A couple of pages later, there'll be a picture of an actress who's done some good work in some movie or something. But she's in a swimsuit. Right. And it's little stuff like that where it's like, okay, well, not buying that magazine anymore. Right. That's not fair. Well, and I You think- know, it's like that kind of stuff. We... It, it takes two seconds of looking around and going, wow, the, the playing field is not anything like even, and we can go into the, uh, wage inequality and all that. We don't need to go all that far down the road. What I keep coming back to is something that Nadine Smith said. Now, if you don't know who Nadine Smith is, I encourage you to Google for that name. Go look up Equality Florida Nadine Smith. She is a hero, activist, amazing, brilliant, strong mighty presence in the world she has done so much good and she's just getting warmed up check her out but anyway she posted on facebook she's like in response to the me too stuff and her me too story she actually told a story it was pretty rough yeah but she said okay basic i don't remember word for word but the gist of it was okay guys what are you doing to to turn the tide here if i found out that our son was even doing Oh my lord! He would <laughs> never I, happen. Oh, never he happen. would be. I mean, but see, that's part of it, though. He, mi- he might not be able to get out of bed for a couple of days from from just the beating <laughs> that I would throw him. No, I know, no, I no. don't beat my kids. But, but but no, but but I would, but I would absolutely if. And I think that as mothers, as sisters, um, well, as dads as, too, because that's part of it, and, is... and 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 as fathers. I think that you can't the the boys will be boys no longer is okay. Yeah. It's and, that it's not. Oh, and if they're picking on you, they must have a crush on you. That's super weird. When you really think about how that's super weird, you're not allowed to say that anymore as a parent. But that's kind of part of the point. What I wanted to say is Nadine's post of okay, what are you doing about it? I thought was such an important refocusing. Because it's easy to look at the just the sheer numbers of Me Too posts 
and come out just kind of bummed out or maybe mad or whatever. But that's not especially helpful. If you feel angry, great. Take that anger and channel it into something positive. Go somewhere with it. Put it in your amplifier, as musicians say. So Nadine's post reminded me, okay, great. What are you doing about it? And I think it's a great question, male or female. What are you doing to raise awareness? What are you doing to speak up? What are you doing to stand up? What are you doing, whether or not it's about this issue in particular? There is something going on in your life, in your political situation, in your family, in your whatever it is. There is something going on. And if you get to that place where you go, yeah, you know what? That stinks. What are you going to do to make it different? And if you are able to say the chain of stupid, (laughs) the chain of violence, inequality, racism, let's say, the chain of dumb ends with me. Well, how are you doing that? And not and not just and not just a change of that, but how can I build the connection? Because the thing is is if you feel connected to somebody, you wouldn't talk to your sister or your mom that way, and if you would, there's other problems. But generally speaking, you're not going to objectify your mom, your sister, or the people that you really love, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um so because you have a connection with them, because there is that love there, how can you extend that connection? What are you going to do about it? You know, because that's what we really are about. We're, we're about making those, making those connections and not just, and seeing other people, you know, as children of God. And it is absolutely our responsibility to do that. We raise our daughters and we raise our sons with that idea that there is, that there's no difference, that everybody's got the same stuff on the inside. And so, yeah, it's, as easy as it is to feel overwhelmed and sad and distraught and like there is no hope of, you know, changing this. Um, I think that the refocusing, like you said, of, all right, we're here. What is your role? Because it doesn't, the things that bring big attention are nice, but they tend to go away very quickly you know we're talking about it this week but next week we're going to be talking about something else and and I think the tendency is is just to sort of well we'll get over it and get swept back under the rug and I would say especially for something like this in your own personal life that the real change happens in families it happens on the individual level it happens in your small communities it happens at your church it happens at your grocery store it happens at your the places that you you know go to the beach and where you park and all of it matters and all of it, you know, can start small. And every single time you stand up, it absolutely does make a difference whether or not you feel that it does. But please know that it does. Every time you you say something, every time you, fo- you know, follow a young girl just to watch to make sure she gets to her car okay. Every time that you're watching out for an old lady, you know, um, I, I think that every time you don't call your waitress sweetie. Yeah. For yeah, example. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 in in little ways because kids watch you mm-hmm. and and it is the stuff that happens in your life and the stuff that happens in our community is a matter of habit. So you can change those habits and you can make a difference. And it is absolutely as religious leaders and as leaders in community, it is absolutely our job to start that and to call it out when we see it. Well, and we, we sing the song, Let Peace Begin With Me. I grew up with that song. But that also means that the conflict has got to end with you. Mm-hmm. There are certainly well-meaning people that say something like, well, I just see all people as people, and I'm not going to give that any energy, and I'm not going to talk about it. But you know what? That ends up going to a place of victim blaming and shaming because there is an issue that needs to be addressed. And once again, whether it's this issue or other ones, I would like us to get to a place where it's not a thing and we don't talk about it. But first, we got to get done with it. Right. And you have to acknowledge something before you can make the move to change it. Because if it's not, if you don't acknowledge that it's happening or you're just poo pooing it, you're just like, oh, yeah, well, that's just, you know, whatever. There's, you, there's no room. Where do you go from there? Yeah. There's no room to go. If you, so you absolutely have to acknowledge that there is a challenge, that there is a problem. And that's okay. It's not being negative to say, hey, this hurts. I need to do something different about it. Because it's not just your words, it's your attitude. If you're worried about saying something negative and so you hide the issue, there's a much deeper negativity that is allowed to fester. 
sometimes you gotta you gotta expose that if you break your foot yeah of course you fantasize about the day when you can get back on the skateboard but you're a fool if you just get back on the skateboard got to put a cast on that got to pay attention to it crutches may be involved you know what i mean this metaphor goes deep but you know what i'm saying there's this idea that that you should just act like nothing's wrong and that's not what positive thinking that's not what being a healing presence means the healing happens when you bandage the wound for pete's sake then you can move forward then you can put it in your rearview mirror but not until then so take a minute look at your life because just as you said so well jenny everything matters every little moment so how can you look at your life and go you know what this ends here no more no more we're too big for this now As we move into our listen up part of the podcast, we have an interesting question. We talked about Halloween a couple of weeks ago because we were putting up decorations and stuff. And so Steve K wrote in and he asked us, how do you feel about Halloween? And I just wanted to go ahead and answer that because I know that we're a Bible-based church and some Bible-based churches feel like Halloween is, is not so good and that, you know, you're calling in, you know, the evil spirits and the, and all, all of that kind of stuff or that it's negative or that we have, you know, so I just wanted to address that. Um, and, and it was a good question and I thought, okay, well, we're coming up on Halloween. It's about a week or so away. And, and I just wanted to say, Steve, I love Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love it. And and I don't like, you know, I don't like the gross parts of Halloween, but I, I what really... What do you mean the gross parts? What are well, the like, gross parts? I, the, I think the gore and stuff like that, if people get in, that's not my Halloween. My Halloween is like jack-o'-lanterns and, you know, and, and um, sweet little things on, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, but but even even sort of the gory part of Halloween and, and stuff like that, I think that they're, it's, it's okay if you're into that. Um... I, I don't see it as something that is, um, that's all that big of a deal. You know, I, I don't know. Well, I got, I have a, I have a personal relationship with all of this because I used to love dressing up and all that little bit of a theatrical background as you, you know, think? and you too. Oh yeah. But, oh, I uh, still love dressing yeah. up and that I, I, the you whole know. thing. Oh yeah. But, and, and I have to say that when we started a storefront church decades ago, we started it on November 1st. That's All Saints, All Saints Day. Day. That's the day that Martin Luther uh, nailed the 95 Thesis to the wall of the cathedral in, in Wittenberg. That's a big deal day. But the idea is to get to All Saints Day, you got to get through All Hallows Eve. And so there's oh, a beautiful okay. lesson about the point of Halloween spiritually is getting done with. Getting done with all the yuck. You acknowledge right? your mask so you can take it off the next day. Okay. There's something really cool about that. And if if you curse it or if you just let it pass you by, you're missing a great opportunity to really reflect on, you know what, look at the things that scare you. It's okay to recognize it. You know what, there's something in me that is unbeatable. And so it's okay to play pretend as long as you know you're playing pretend. Yeah. That's the trick. So don't miss the party. I think that it's really easy to just curse all of the bad stuff and, ooh, that's, you know, don't do the, the trick-or-treat because that's bad because your kid's dressing up like Lady Gaga or something. Ooh, evil. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, you know, we got to be tougher than that. Don't be scared of stuff. Yeah. The idea of, of being a Christian is not walking around looking for stuff to be afraid of. Jesus wasn't afraid of anything. You don't have to be either. I've also pointed out before, I just think it's so funny, there are churches that are so afraid of the trick-or-treat thing that they do a trunk-or-treat where it's like, it's not Halloween, it's our autumn spectacular, and come to the parking lot, and all of our people have their cars, their trunk open, and they got candy in there. And I think teaching your kids to go looking for candy, candy. in the trunk of some dude's car <laughs> I know. is way scarier I, than going to a house with a light on it. They didn't have that when our kids were little. We no, just, that's we did super like weird. the traditional yeah. walking around our neighborhood to a few houses. It wasn't like going and getting a mass of candy. It was like 
going around, walking around for 45 minutes and getting the candy and coming back home and, and, you know, and doing what you needed to do. It wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, I've always found the trunk or treat a little bit like... What are you doing, uh, guys? What? Yeah, a little yeah, out of touch yeah. there. A little I out of touch. Come on, Christians. I don't know. It's like, don't take, don't take candy from strangers, kids. Oh, but by the way, but, only on this day. Yeah, what? There's super <laughs> like, sweet stuff in that trunk. I don't but, know. But um, it's, it's one of those things where as Christians, we got to make sure we're not out of touch. And that seems like a super out of touch thing. But shall we celebrate everything? My gut answer is yes. And there's something really awesome when you just acknowledge that if you do Halloween right, it's an opportunity for children to play with identity. Right. To explore, well, who would you be if there were no constraints? You want to be a superhero? You've got a superhero inside of you. And you know what? I'm going to give you some candy. Yeah. Oh, man. That, <laughs> right? Ooh, Satan. You know, come on. <laughs> and the, the thing is, there's something really beautiful about doing it right. You can do anything wrong and get a dysfunctional moment out of it, not just Halloween. But take a minute. Take a minute and recognize that there's an opportunity to look at your masks and to take them off. I really am not interested in horror movies. I am really... there. There's a couple of theme parks, as you know, Florida around where they turn a hunk of the theme park into a haunted house and you go to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios and there's scary stuff and you can walk go watch the Ellen show where she makes the people that work for her go through those. I, I have hate, to say, I love those. I, I love hate those them. things. <laughs> I'm not interested in that one bit. I do not need that. And in fact, I, I dislike those so much that I watch people do it and I go, why in the world would you do that to yourself? What is wrong with you? Well, what, you're, you, you, what do you, you have going it. or not have going in your life that that's a thing for you? You dislike it so much that I, I um, as part of our Halloween decorations, I have this spider that jumps out. Um, and it's and it's yeah, triggered. We've talked about it on yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah, it's yeah. triggered by motion and and by sound. And that thing over the last couple of weeks has scared you so many times. Yeah, I, I can hear that. it go off, and then I can hear you. Yeah. And I no, have that to say, is, there's when a... Halloween is over, that's getting buried in the yard in a quiet <laughs> ceremony. But, you and the dog yeah, hate it. It's but so the, great. But the thing is, I have to say, while my gut reaction is, what what's wrong with you that you need to pay someone to frighten you? What? But I have to say that I I really do believe that what's really going on, whether we're conscious of it or not, is that once again, there is an unbeatable, unscarable, fearless, perfect, powerful part of you on the inside. And that part of you is calling. Now, it's calling in positive, happy ways. Prove me now is what God is saying to you with every voice, every moment. But sometimes, you know, if you're not open to that or whatever... It comes out in other ways where you're like, you know what? I want to take this for a spin. I want to test this out. I want to go bungee jumping or I want to go scare myself so that I can see that there's a part of me that gets scared, but I'm still here. Right. That permanent true part of you wants to come out. And so, man, I am, you're not going to see me anywhere near any horror movie. I hate that stuff, but I get it Yeah. because the truth will come out. Gotta start somewhere. Just don't go in anybody's trunk. Yeah, don't. What don't do it. Don't do it. Time to check it out. This is where we let you know what we're up to, where we're going to be, where you can join us, and all that good stuff. We have a ton going going on right now. So, Dieter, what do we have, what do we have up first here? Well, the first thing I want to tell you about is this podcast will be out just in time for you to know about our Wild Faith service, which is October 22nd. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably still have time to come meet us. Go go to waterandstonechurch.com to, to see where the event is. It's at University of South Florida, St. Petersburg campus, Harbor Hall. You can find the times. But basically, by now you know this. It's the fourth Sunday of every month at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Come find us. But this Wild Faith service, I've been like really doing my Sylvester Stallone montage, you know, like getting ready for this service. I'm super excited about getting to talk the about The music this. is on point, though. It yeah. is really good. No, I got it's really to, good I've gotten to week. listen to some of that, the band practicing and everything. No, I'm super excited about it. So that's October 22nd, um, Wild Faith. But there's a bunch of other stuff going on, too. Yeah, we have Fall Summit coming up which is our um, teen group. They have three events a year. Um, 
and that is November 3rd through the 5th. We're going to be in Crystal River, Florida. We're going to be helping out the Unity of Citrus County Church, um, doing a service project for them, which always feels really, really good yeah, to help out sure. a community. And so... Um, if you're interested in knowing more about what we do with our teen group and our young adult group, take a look, see see what's up about that if you're if you're interested. And uh, speaking of service, on November 11th, uh, we're doing a service project with Metropolitan Ministries. Yeah, and that's a Saturday, and it, we're we're helping them out 11 to 2. If you're interested in joining us, go on to our Facebook, or you can email us, and we will send you the link. They're asking us to pre-register just so that we can. Once we get there, um, we can just start working because they really want to utilize our time. Um, so if you're interested in helping us out, that again is November 11th from 11 to 2. We'd love to see you there. It is our monthly going out into the out into the community service. Um, for the month of November, we'll be focusing on feeding families. And so we'll be working with Hannah's Homeless and Metropolitan Ministries for awesome. that month. So And th- there's another little thing we're doing, No Shave November. Um supposed to start out on November 1st clean shaven and then use that time to raise money and raise awareness for some health issues. Check out our No Shave November page. You know, we're trying to do everything we can to just make a dent in the world, you yeah. know. Absolutely. Um and there's a there's a, a number of regular things, uh, things we do every single month, every single week rather. Yeah, every single week we we have stuff going on, but before we get to that, I want to talk about the November 26th. That is that's talking about wild forgiveness. That is our monthly service. And just just jot it on your calendar. I know it's like a month away at this point, but just just put November 26th on your calendar really quick. But yeah, the the weekly stuff is we have stuff going on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. So Wednesday mornings, we have our sunrise walk. Meet us at 720 North Shore Beach. Come right take by the a walk volleyball with us. courts we'll and the beach. We'll buy you a cup of coffee. It is a wonderful walk. It has been gorgeous out lately. A wonderful we get to, cup of coffee. Oh, it is a good cup of coffee. Um, Aaron... Erin made our coffee this morning. Oh, she's the best barista so there at Kawa, but they're so all good. super, They're super all good. super good, yeah. but shout out to Erin. She's awesome. How goofy Love. are we that we could actually, oh, this one was made by Erin. You can, I it could, doesn't matter. I could blindfold tell that Erin's latte, I could tell. Yeah, versus Jess's latte, you know, versus, yeah, exactly. Their everybody's got flavor. their, everybody's um, got their twist on it. And, but then on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., we upload Dieter's Bible lesson. Um, he's doing a 13-week uh, series. This week it'll be part four. Um, and because they're on YouTube, you can go and binge them, guys. They're really, really good. It's going to be talking about the basic stuff of what we believe at Water and Stone. It's been phenomenal. You're doing such a good job. Well, every, thank you. Every Everything is Bible-based. But it's like, so here's this thing in the Bible. Here's what it means for how we do life. And here's how to apply it to have a life that makes a difference. That's really sort of the skeleton of it. And there's sort of 13 concepts that I really want everybody to get in order to understand what we believe. And that's on YouTube. But speaking of YouTube, every single Friday, there's that amazing show. Yeah, a new episode every Friday of this day. Learn how to make something really quick, you know, for dinner and come learn a quick spiritual lesson. I'm having so much fun with it. It's, um, it's really cool, Jen. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. I've been I've been having a fun time with it. And, and I hope that I can help people um, and feed people in a couple of different ways. So well, it's, it's been cool. We really want you to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, that's, that's how you can, that you can is keep up such, with everything. That is so huge for us right now. The two things that, you know, and there's ways to, you know, to support our show. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But there are two things that I really want people to take a minute to do. I would love it if you would go to our Facebook page and, and like the Facebook page. But I would really, really, really love it if you would go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. You're going to stay up to date with, with all of the things that we do and, uh, my show about our our basic beliefs, which is called Living Water, Standing Stone, and Jenny's show, which is just going to blow your mind, which is called This Day. They're both on the same YouTube channel and a lot of other stuff. You get our uh, our Sunday services are on there and just some other fun stuff we put on from time to time, all kinds of stuff. But go and subscribe. And you can find that by going to YouTube and searching around for Water and Stone. The easiest way is to go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. Scroll to the bottom of any page, and there's little links for our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever. Go to the YouTube one, click the subscribe button. You're going to be glad that you did. Yeah. And then Sundays, of course, 
Um, we have our sunset celebrations. Um, we gather about a half hour, 40 minutes before sunset. It's getting earlier and earlier. So we've turned the ice. We haven't been doing ice cream like we did in the summer. I think we're, we're watching the sunset. Then we're getting, we're going to get some uh, dinner together. Taco afterwards. bus, so, man. Yeah. Taco bus is awesome. Yeah, Taco that bus is, is right around the corner. That is a St. Pete institution. So. And, and it's, there's one, they just opened a location right by the beach where we go. And exactly. that is, that is, is kismet right there. We're, exactly. Be- and, and so if you're anywhere in the area or regular, come out watch the sunset applause a little bit and then you know we'll go eat tacos together it's a really good time it's and a if really... you're not a regular eating taco bus will probably make you regular <laughs> sorry but the it really is a nice way to close out the week get ready for monday morning um it has helped me and you know what i find is really funny and i've said this i've said this a lot of times is that the the nights that i'm feeling like i don't want to go out i'm tired long i've had day. a long day looking been, down the barrel of a long I, you know, week I, you whatever know, yeah. it's monday morning i just want to sit here and and sit on my couch in my sweatpants and those are the times that i get up and i make myself go and those are always the times that i need it the most so you know push yourself a little bit come out watch the sunset um you'll be glad that you did and if you want to be in the loop about anything that we're doing the number one best way is to text i am ready all one word i a m r e a d y text i am ready to 84576 that's 84576 text i am ready to 84576 and you will be in the loop for all of the things that we're doing and that's also when you when you sign up it also asks you if you want to be on our street team or our welcome team or or part of any of the things that we're doing and it's a way to if you want to volunteer in some way that is the inlet for that as well but even if you just sign up to get announcements i send one about once a week just a little thing reminding you of what's going on or something like that it's a way to sort of be part of the tribe and so we would really love for you to do that whether you're in the St. Pete area or not. Right, Dieter, it's time to wrap it up. Life is messy and that's the way it's supposed to be because we're all in this wonderful world together learning and growing and sometimes we learn our lessons the easy way and sometimes we have to bump up against some stuff sometimes there are things that that feel yucky or just need some attention or anywhere in between and that's okay the trick is to look at it everybody has a story and part of the healing happens when you look around and you go you know what me too take a minute and acknowledge that there's a reason for the story. Don't just feel bad about the bad things. That's okay too. But push past that. Work through that. And use your feelings to work for change. Change happens when you say, it ends here. Change happens when you take your Halloween moment and you go, you know what? I've been wearing a mask for an awful long time. I'm going to party that thing and then I'm going to take it off. I'm done now. I enjoyed the moment of pretense. I enjoyed the power that I felt when I was able to pretend I was something that I wasn't, even if it didn't feel like it at the time. Take a moment, have a piece of candy, take the mask off. It is time for you to be authentic and it is time for you to teach somebody else how to invite everybody else to the table. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios as we sit on the ever so comfy orange couch. and. The head honcho of Pinfeather, uh, our sound engineer, one half of the music you hear is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph, and the other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And that means, oh man, oh man, it means we need you to share what we're doing. Send somebody a link to this episode of the podcast. Go find our blog. There's some cool stuff on the blog. I'm super proud of it. Every single blog post, there's a way to tweet it or or Facebook it or just email it to somebody. Print it out and put it on the wall of the break room at work if you have an easygoing relationship with HR. Do something. But share what we're doing. That's part one. Part two is go to wherever you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is, and write us a five-star review. It is super important that it be a five-star review because that's what activates the mechanism that promotes this podcast with iTunes, for example. Five-star review, take you eight seconds, makes all the difference in the world to us. And finally, the biggest thing you can do is show up. 
Come be a part of our services the fourth Sunday of every month at 11 o'clock. We're going to go to weekly services after the first of the year, so there's going to be lots of opportunity. But right now, be there with us for that. Come check out a sunset with us. Go walk with us in the morning. Do something. Watch the YouTube channel. Be a part of the tribe. You're going to be glad you did because, man, oh, man, there is life-changing and world-changing stuff going on.